Hey Charmers, hey Charmers, welcome in to another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, 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 it's juicy. The other day I posted the word of the day, and the word of the day was succulent, and the definition was like full of juice, dripping, uh, the like the water fleshy part of a fruit or something like that. It was just like a very beautiful, juicy description of a word, succulent. So I hope that you're having a succulent day. I hope that you're feeling succulent and um, just full of a humectant and full of moisture and just plump and prosperous. Okay, yes, that's what I speak over you today, you amazing listener that's listening. Just ripe for the pl- for the plucking, okay? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so thank you for joining me again today. For those of you who are new, Miss Charm School Podcast is for women who are in transition, in transition from their womanhood into their queendom. I describe that as when you're in your womanhood, it's really your me season. It's all about you learning yourself. You are exploring yourself. And when you come into your queendom, I really believe it's your God elevated position in life. Like I believe promotion comes from God. And when you're in your queendom season, God promotes you to not only tend to the business of yourself, but also have the ability to make decisions that impact other people. So if you think about a queen, when she's over a nation, there are subjects in her nation. There are people that are under her command. There are people that are under her grace and her decisions. And if she decides that everyone in the kingdom gets to eat today, they eat. If she decides that somebody's head is getting chopped off, their head is getting chopped off. If she decides to show someone mercy or knight someone, then that's what's going to happen. People start to move and they start to go into action at the queen's utterance at her words. And so you may manifest queendom in your life by stepping into the position of a fiance or stepping into the position of a wife or stepping into the promotion of being a mother or in promotion leadership roles in your job or your career or launching your own business and hiring people to work under you. Or God could just elevate you into a queendom season or your queendom era in general, in life, where, you know, you're being spirit-led and you walk into the wax place for your monthly appointment and you end up speaking a word that shifts and changes someone's life. That's also queendom as well. It doesn't just have to be in title or what earthly minds understand as title and position, but you can be in your queendom season because you walk and talk like a queen. You carry yourself like a queen and your words actually impact and make a difference in people's lives. Yes, 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 yes. I also describe Miss Charm School Podcast as the place for modern boss babes who are looking to reconnect to their feminine energy, their sensuality, and their spirituality. So thank you (laughs) for those of you who are new into this space. I know that there are men listening. I know because you guys tell me that you listen every week, which I always tell you this podcast is for women. So I'm going to go on record again by saying my primary demographic is women in this podcast for the ladies. Um, But yeah, you guys just love to eavesdrop here. So you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome to be here as well. I don't know what it is you want to peek into um, over here to understand about what we have going on, but you're welcome to be in this space as well. Okay, you're welcome here. And for those of you who are returning, you know the drill. Come on in. Come on in. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in. I hope you have some libations. 
I hope you have your, if you need something stronger, go ahead and get your wine, sis, no judgment, and relax, like kick your shoes off for real, Um, get into a cozy place, breathe, exhale, get grounded, get centered, connect to your highest, better version of yourself. Leave all the petty of today behind, the petty of last week behind. If you're in a space um, where you're not driving, (laughs) I want you to go ahead and close your eyes. It doesn't matter who you're around. Just close your eyes and just gather yourself from the last place you left yourself. Let your mind go back. Ask yourself, where is the last place I left you? And your mind will go to a specific memory and moment. And you just politely gather yourself from that moment and bring yourself into this present moment. <sighs> Doesn't that feel good to collect yourself, to be present? Roll your shoulders back, sit up straight, put a put a little arch in your back, sis. Okay, firmly plant those feet. And join me ah, in getting present. Yes, absolutely. It feels amazing. There you go, sis. I felt that. I felt that shift. I I did. I really did feel that shift. There you go. Welcome. There she is. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And so, y'all, if you haven't already caught up to this week's episode, I want you to go back and listen to the last couple of weeks. We took some time off for the holiday season, but we are back and we are in full swing for this new season. And it is fresh and I am getting so many uploads. It is ridiculous. I have so much that I really am excited to talk to you all about around uh, feminine health has been a topic that has come up a lot recently in different circles. Um, So many of y'all are, um, yeah, there's a womb talk we need to have. And there's an episode I did a while ago called Coochie Health. It's spelled a little bit unique, okay? It's spelled with a Q, like Coochie Health. But there's an episode that I did on that um, last season where I get into some of the ways to care for your womb and care for your vagina and care for your P-U-S-S-Y. Yes, I said that as a believer that loves Jesus. Yes, I did. I did. Your P-U-S-S-Y, sis. Okay. Your meow. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to get into some more of that because it has become very apparent to me that the vaginal health is not what it should be as Uh, We're not even in our womanhood when it comes to taking care of our bodies. Maybe our ages are, maybe we had our period. And so, you know, you're technically a woman in because you have your menstrual cycle. But then some of you guys hate your periods. You have angry periods. Um, Some of you are not having a period because of the different birth control that you're on. And we just have so much that is transpiring when it comes to our feminine health. And that 100% has an impact on your feminine energy. We're not going to get into that in this episode, but I want to tell you a short snippet because it is going to be something we talk about in future episodes. And I'm going to be probably taking a deep dive into my mind of wellness and taking care of your feminine lady parts. 
because douching and um, putting all these different chemicals around and in there, the foods and the diet that you're eating, exercise if you're doing it, if you're not doing it, eating live foods, so something that can actually decay, um, not something that like an animal product or a flesh product that had to die in order for you to consume it, but living plants, living fruits and vegetables. It's really important that you increase those in your diet, not just to have a tasty cooch, but so that you can have a healthy cooch, so you can have a succulent one. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'll give you this short snippet because, again, I have another topic for today that I'm really excited to get into. But someone shared with me years ago, and I wish I could remember who it was, but there was a woman who talked about your vajayjay, your vagina, your P-U-S-S-Y, and she had shared that the woman is so beautiful, her body, she's so unique, she's such a divine creation from God, she's just, she's that girl, okay? And she had shared, we are the only human being that has two hearts, the amount of blood that pumps through your heart space, that gets pumped throughout your body. Every human being has a heart that pumps their blood throughout their body, right? And that's your heart, right? What we all know as the heart. But the vagina also circulates every month a certain amount of blood flow. And that makes you unique as a, it's one of the reasons why you are unique as a creature different than the male species. And a woman described it as your second heart. And I just think that is such a beautiful, 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 beautiful picture because the heart is also what we use symbolically for our love, for our passions, for how we nurture others, how we nurture ourselves, how we love ourselves. And there's so many of you who are neglecting your second heart. There's so many of you where your second heart is screaming because you have painful periods. There's so many of you where you have such enmity with your second heart that you've put yourself in a position where you no longer even have your period. So you've stopped the blood flow from flowing into your second heart space. There are some of you that have had hysterectomies because you don't want to experience anything there either. And I'm a firm believer that a lot of the things that manifest in the physical really happen spiritually for us first. And for women, a lot of it is emotional pus and residue that we have not yet addressed. And so your second heart may be speaking to you, but you might be popping pills, numbing her, shutting her up, getting surgery to remove her. And then we wonder why we have the type of love romantic relationships or we wonder why we have a lack of nurturing or we wonder why we don't want to be a mom or we wonder why you've disconnected or cut off your heart space your second heart space and so again I probably already went way deeper in that than I expected to but I did want to touch on that briefly because that is something that we are absolutely going to get into this season and maybe that might even be a series we might do like a peaceful P, a peaceful P series, or we I might call it pushing P because it's time to crack the legs and put a mirror down there and have a conversation. It's time to sit her in a bath with some Epsom salts and some rose petals and some essential oils. It's time to take her to the spa. It's time to let her get rubbed down. We don't need to be shoving anything up in there. Some of y'all need to go on some sabbaticals. Your P U S S Y needs to go on some sabbatical. Okay. Some of you need to 
get off and out of the market altogether and take a 100% vow of celibacy. You know, there's just so many things. Um, But most importantly, we're entering into this season no longer ignoring her. And we're going to value her. And we're not going to continue to run to Western medicine to fix our problems because they're not even articulating this level of understanding of your second heart. They are not treating it with the same value, unless you're fortunate to find a doctor that does, but many doctors do not. And so spaces like this become critically important for us to share information, for me to share information with you on how to um, have a prosperous, healthy, peaceful pee. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes. I can hear a lot of you guys like, ooh, mm -hmm, can't wait to get into that one. I know. I know. It's going to be juicy, sis. All right. So today's episode, I want to continue on what I was talking about last week in terms of the kingdom. And I think I'm probably going to title this like passport privilege or something like that. Yeah, probably passport privilege. And I've been doing a deep study, like I told you, well, not deep study, but the information I've been learning has been deep to me. But I've been listening to Dr. Miles Monroe, who has since passed and transitioned on um, from this world, but he's originally from the Bahamas, and he had an amazing ministry. And uh, someone, my therapist, actually shared with me about his series called Kingdom Living or Kingdom Series. And so I've been watching the videos on YouTube that a lot of the videos are free on YouTube. And so I've been watching them and it's been life changing. And one of the revelations that he shared Okay, the first thing I want to get into is why I said in the last episode, Christianity doesn't work. And I'm not saying Christ doesn't work. Let's be clear. And I'm not saying that I don't believe in God anymore. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. So I want you to hear that. But I want to touch on why Christianity doesn't work. Christianity doesn't work for a lot of people. Because it's in the name of Christianity that people were enslaved. It's in the name of Christianity that slavery in the United States went on for as long as it did in the oppression of black people. It's in the name of Christianity that some people have been raped and molested. It's in the name of Christianity that um, people have felt suppressed. It's in the name of Christianity where people have felt like they had to beat themselves up or that they weren't good enough or that they had to... All of the things. I'm sure many of you could fill in the blanks more than I'm even able to bring to mind right now. But Christianity has gotten a very bad rap. Even if the term once upon a time was meant to be something very beautiful as a way to describe people that follow Christ. Like I understand that as well for my church people that are listening who are like clutching the pearls like, oh, my God, ready to cut me off. I ask you, sis, hold on, hold on, because it's going to come around full circle. But, um, you know, I think the pure intention of the word simply means Christian follower, people who follow Christ. And that is a pure intention and a pure description. But the way that Christianity has been carried out for hundreds and hundreds of years, centuries now, I really don't believe is really what God intended for his culture to be what he intended for believers to do. And I don't think that the way that we've, we've abused scriptures, we've abused ways of being, we've abused 
coming into the knowledge of what Christ means. And then on top of that, I've been listening to Dr. Miles Monroe and I've been learning that we can't just stop at salvation. And this is specifically for my Christian folks who really love God and shouting in church on Sunday and never miss a Sunday or a Bible study. And I'm not saying that's all bad, you know, or to stop doing it necessarily. But what I am saying is Christ came to establish, reestablish your passport access. Passport to where? Passport to the kingdom. And we've sort of either abused the Christian message or we've allowed the Christian term to really be corrupted to the point that it has massively turned people off. There are people who feel like I'll never be able to live up to those types of rules, and so I'm not even going to pursue Christianity. There are people that struggle with Christianity because of the amount of slavery that this world has experienced and the, the oppression of people around the globe in the name of Christian the Christian God. When God is the same person who freed the Israelites from Egyptian oppression and slavery, <laughs> and then we turned around and enslaved other people on the same, under the term Christian, under the term like being God's person and God's disciple in this earth. And so there's a lot of people that are turned off to that as well. And um, I think also there are people that have the perception that Christians are supposed to be poor or Christians are supposed to be down and out and, you know, wearing, I don't know, no socks and sandals or walking barefoot in the street, acting like they don't have a care in the world with no roof over their head. And so there's also some people that are just not attracted to Christianity because, like, that's not the life they're trying to live. Like, they want to live a good life. They want to feel empowered. They want to experience power in this life. They want to experience that they can overcome the world. And what I've been learning in this series with Dr. Miles Monroe is that Christ actually came not necessarily to establish Christianity, but if you read the Bible, it says that, and not necessarily the whole Bible, but definitely in the new gospels in Matthew, if you just start with the book of Matthew alone, you'll see that John the Baptist proclaimed that there's going to be a savior coming to establish a new kingdom. And that kingdom will be a world without end. His kingdom will never end. And when Christ was born, it says that the government was put on his shoulders and he came to establish the kingdom. And what that really means short term, and this is like very kind of, I do believe that you have to sort of be a, you have to have some knowledge of Christianity, some kind of deep knowledge of Christianity to sort of probably understand what I'm getting ready to say next. And so this might be for my like hardcore believers, which is why I asked you to hold on. But um, when Christ came to reestablish the kingdom and to give us access, it was to make us dominion. It was to give us dominion again. So in the beginning in Genesis, Adam and Eve, Adam was charged to name all the animals. He was charged to name all the plants. And God said to be fruitful and multiply and for him to have dominion over the earth. It was always God's original plan for man to rule the earth, but for man to rule the earth in alignment with his passport, his passport to the kingdom of God. 
not in his earthly mindset, not in his earthly reasoning. When sin entered into the world, it was when, yes, they ate of the fruit, but the fruit was of the knowledge of good and evil, which means that they begin to reason within themselves. They begin, they made a choice. They always had choice. They didn't have to choose to eat the fruit, but they made the choice to eat the fruit. And then they became aware of whatever they became aware of that actually separated them from being able to have dominion over the earth, which means it separated them from being able to have control over the earth to carry out God's will on, on earth as it is in heaven. When you listen to the Lord's prayer. And so um, fast forward to Christ, Christ was the second Adam. And as the second Adam, he came to reestablish dominion for us. And so for those of you who've given your life to Christ and are Christians and are believers, but you feel like you haven't been operating in power or you feel like, you know, you know, you have access to health and healing and wealth and prosperity and you understand all these concepts, but you've been struggling to manifest them in your life or you've been struggling to see miracles or sustain them or whatever those things are, move in power in this earth. You should feel empowered that you have been given dominion to completely have reestablish rulership over the earth you're actually charged to do that in whatever way that manifests for you for me I'm a storyteller a creative a content creator so God has put me here on this earth to be his passport carrier his ambassador for his country so that I can influence the media industry for his kingdom on behalf of his kingdom. If you're in music, you're sent here to influence the music industry on behalf of his kingdom because you're an ambassador, you're a passport citizen. If you're in uh, food or culinary arts, or if you are in IT or engineering, or if you're in fashion or design, or you are in business entrepreneurship or you're into speaking or whatever it is that you do like God doesn't need everybody to be preachers God doesn't need everybody to be deacons God doesn't need everybody to be florist whatever it is that you're on this earth to do you're meant to have dominion in that space you're meant to be a passport carrier for the kingdom of heaven you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and you're meant to influence that arena with God's agenda with his will with his desires and so I think that Christianity has gotten really far away from that original purpose and to the point that now it has become a space of religion and routine and moving with no power and not really understanding who we're called to be here on the earth and how we're called to carry things out. We are tasked to bring heaven on earth. If you are someone who's given your life to Christ, you are now a kingdom citizen. That means you have a passport to a whole nother culture, a whole nother realm that operates on a different system, that has a different currency, that has a different financial system, that has different education, different laws that are completely different than the way that human earthly man thinks and processes things. So much so that the scriptures even say that my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So far as the heaven above the earth, so are my thoughts far above your thoughts. God's thoughts are not man's human reasoning. They're so much higher than that. And so if we're tasked to bring heaven on earth, like the Lord's prayer says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So our citizenship is wherever God is, okay? And you have a passport and you've been sent to earth to be his ambassador. The same way if you 
are from the Bahamas and you move to New York, you might have an accent. People might ask you like, oh, where are you from? Because there's something about you that's different. You sound different. You walk different. Maybe you talk different. And you are from the Bahamas. We're from the kingdom of heaven. And we're charged to bring heaven on earth. And that means we got to know how heaven operates. We got to study heaven's laws. We got to study heaven's culture. We got to become more like heaven's culture so that we can bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. And then you got to not just be in the church all day. You got to go out to the industries that God has called you to go out into. You got to go out into all the world, sharing the gospel, sharing the good news that there is a new kingdom and there's a different way of doing things. There's a different system that operates according to different principles where you can overcome all things, all things. You can overcome sickness. You can overcome poverty. You can overcome lack because there's no lack in God. It's only abundance. There's no sickness in God. There's only abundance. There's, there's no like war. God has already completed and finished everything. There's no lack. There's no suffering there. It just, no. So we're here to be kingdom ambassadors we're here to be passport pushers, okay? You know, the passport bros or the passport princesses. I don't know what they call the girl version. But we're meant to be that before the kingdom of heaven. We're meant to go into all the earth. And so I'm really excited and fired up about that. And I've been sort of charged to share that message with specifically people who do believe in God. And for those of you who are kind of like, okay, Sunday, like I'm excited about the coochie health conversation, <laughs> but all this kingdom stuff, like I don't get it. Let's say it like this, because this story you're going to remember. And when it's time for your eyes to be open and for your ears to be opened, you are going to remember this story because God is faithful and because God asked me to do this episode, and if he asked me to do this episode, he's faithful to bring every single listener that's listening to this into the knowledge of what he's talking about. Because he obviously wants you to be a passport sis. He wants you to be a passport princess as well. So I want you to remember this story. Imagine you move to Portugal. That's one of the places I would love to go. <laughs> And you're an English-speaking person, and so you don't speak the language. You have to apply for citizenship. It's a long process. I think when I was looking at the paperwork for Portugal, like you have to live there for five years, and you have to be in the country for so many days every year in order to even renew your residency card. But there's all this paperwork and money and all this. This There's a grand process you have to go through just to even get access to live in that different country for longer than the tourist visa period and so some of it is moving money into a bank account you got to have your finances you got to be able to prove that you can support yourself you got to have a place to live you got to go through this whole grand process you got to buy a plane ticket to get over there but when you get there and all your paperwork is taken care of there are rights and privileges to being a Portuguese resident there's free health care um, you can move throughout the country freely. You um, won't be locked up if your paperwork is correct. You won't be in violation of any of their rules and laws. And then when you begin to study the language, you know, different barriers and areas of frustration will begin to dissolve for you, dissolve for you as you become more acclimated to their culture and to their rules and to their environment and to the way they 
run their country. And Portugal is such a great example because once upon a time, Portugal was a nation of a king. And a king and, and a queendom where they intermarried with other kings and queens of neighboring European nations and all of those things, okay? And when you live in that type of society, there's rights and privileges that your paperwork give you access to even as a resident. You know, you may not have to pay taxes. There's different rules that the government has put in place to make sure that you're taken care of, making sure your well-being is taken care of, making sure that you're paying taxes to the government, et cetera, right? There's rules and privileges and rights and um, ways to keep you safe, all of those things. And then when you become a citizen, which if anybody that's listening to this has become a dual citizen of another country where they were not born, um, and not just like you inherited it from your parents, but even if you inherited it, when you become a dual citizen of another country, there is something you have to go through in order to gain that citizenship. And the reason why you have to go through that process is because there are rights and privileges to be able to access being a native citizen of that country. It's not available to everyone. It's not available to people who are not citizens, period. And so the kingdom of heaven is the same thing. There is a king who has a kingdom that is incorruptible. It won't burn down. It won't catch on fire. There's no tsunami that's going to come and take it off the face of anywhere, universe, earth, above earth, underneath earth. It is going to last forever. There's no earthquake that can destroy it. It doesn't have paper money like humans. It doesn't have Bitcoin. It doesn't fluctuate up and down the market, the industry. It never experiences poverty. There is no robbing, no stealing, no killing, no destroying. Um, there is no depression. There is no heartache. None of that exists in this kingdom. None of that exists in this nation. None of it. It is joy, it is happiness, it is peace, it is perspective, it is knowing, it is love, it is prosperity, it is abundance, it is peace, it is knowledge, it is wisdom. I mean, the streets are paved with gold, like the gates are made of pearls. You can read this. There's descriptions of this kingdom in the Bible. And when you decide that you want to accept Christ into your heart and you confess, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says you will be saved. That's all it takes to be able to become a citizen of this country is that confession. And when you make that confession, you obtain a passport and that passport gets you access to the rights and the privileges that come along with that kingdom. But just like being in Portugal, <laughs> They may speak another language in the kingdom of heaven. In fact, they do because God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. They're so much higher. And so there's a lot that even Christians who have said, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, that are saved, but they do not understand the rights and privileges that they have as kingdom citizens because it's almost like a foreign language to them. They don't understand, or they may understand like, okay, well, I got access to health, but I don't really understand how to access the health system. Like most people know that European health, uh, or most people know that healthcare in Europe rather, 
is for the most part free. But a lot of people don't understand that you pay for it in your taxes. A lot of people don't understand some of the in- intricacies of the healthcare system. Sometimes it could take you a long time to get an appointment. Sometimes it could take you a short time. There's all these different details that you don't know about, so much so that there are people that still have private health care because they feel like the private option is better than the public option. That depends on which country, probably what city you're in, et cetera, right? There's all these different details, but you don't really know that when you're a foreigner coming into a country and you're tra- trying to learn, you're trying to learn the language, you're trying to learn the culture, you're trying to learn the rules, you're trying to learn the principles, you're trying to learn what's normal, what's not normal. You're trying to make your way and figure out life in this new culture, in this new system. Learn the history. You know, there's so many different aspects. And there's so many different aspects to the kingdom of heaven. And a lot of us, on some level, really do believe, even if, you list, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not a Christian, but you know deep down in your heart, you do believe God. You believe that there's something different about Christ. There's something different about that God. And maybe you've struggled to identify with the term Christian because of all the evil stuff that you see in the world. But if you really confess that Christ is the Savior of the world and you believe that in your heart, you're a kingdom citizen. You have a passport, and that passport connects you to a whole nother world. And it's time for you to start learning the language of that world, start learning the customs of that world, start learning the different aspects of that world, learn their healthcare system, learn that there's abundance in that world, learn that whatever it is that God wants you to learn in your timing. And it's time for that. And God made that very clear to me, that it's time. He wants you to access your passport. God wants you to utilize your passport. God wants you to get on that plane and explore his kingdom. He wants you to ask questions and study and learn something new. And he wants you to be a kingdom ambassador. He, Whatever your career field is, he wants you to be bring heaven on earth. Don't we need it, y'all? Like, don't we need more heaven on earth? Whatever, like, I can hear someone saying like that right now, like, well, what is heaven even really? Like, that might be a man-made concept. Okay, 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 okay. I hear you. But what if it's not? What if it's not a man-made concept? What if it really is bliss in an open heaven? I'm using the word to describe the word. What if it really is bliss? What if it really is overcoming every trial in this life and not from a place of poverty, but from a place of pleasure, from a succulent, juicy place? Like, what if you could really have a life that it may not be Beyonce rich, but you could be in your own level of succulent, juicy lifestyle that fits you, that you're completely joyous and happy about. It's possible. I believe that's possible for each and every person listening to this podcast. I don't believe that there's a lack of anything in God's kingdom. There's no lack of men. There's no lack of women. There's no lack of uh, prosperity. There's no lack of homes. There's no lack of nothing. And because that's what my Bible tells me. And so I have to, again, get acculturated to that new kingdom system and that new understanding and that new culture in my new place of citizenship. And God clearly told me that he wants that, 
that there's so many of you that have passports, but you don't use them. <laughs> there's so many of you that have these rights and privileges, but you just don't know anything about your new citizenship, your new country, your new home. And God wants to use you to bring more heaven on earth because we need it. There's enough war, there's enough famine, there's enough earthquakes, there's enough tragedy, there's enough people being raped, there's enough people being molested, there's enough people, you know, stabbing other people in the back, there's enough people using people for, you know, selfish gain, there's enough people being evil and dark and hateful, and he doesn't want you to feel like you have to operate that way. You can operate a completely different way and overcome all the evil in the world because Christ said, I overcame the world. And he said, if you follow him, you too will overcome the world. And even for me as someone who grew up in the church under um, a, a man who was a pastor, uh, sort of like a PK, if you will, um, or not sort of, I was a PK. <laughs> I never was taught this. It was always sort of fantasized that like life is going to get better in death because that's when you're going to really be able to get to go to heaven. But what if we're tasked to bring heaven on earth? Because that's what the Lord prayer actually says. I'm not saying that there isn't somewhere you go after this life, but what if right now is all that you have? It's not because the Bible already says you have eternal life if you believe in Jesus Christ, okay? So we know that it doesn't end here for those of us who are passport carriers of the kingdom, okay? We get to go on in life because God is only God of the living. So even if you transition from this side of reality, you you live on when you become a passport carrier for the kingdom of heaven. We know this. However, what if we're tasked to bring heaven on earth? Like what if the searching within all of us we all have this searching and for some of us we've made the searching money for some people they've made the searching drugs for some people they've made the searching whatever it is like I want to have these kinds of I don't know sexual experiences that make me have outer body whatever it is that we're looking for we're like searching for something 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 and it feels like it's you can't feel it anywhere and then you go to church and you go to God and it kind of fills it a little bit but then it still doesn't really fully satisfy your soul well christ came that you can have dominion you're supposed to be ruling in your area of influence on behalf of the kingdom you're supposed to be an ambassador and you're supposed to be ruling this earth and you're supposed to be influencing the earth in alignment with kingdom principles and values that's what you're supposed to be doing you're supposed to be dominating you're supposed to be winning in every area of your life, because that's a win for the kingdom, because that brings heaven on earth. And when storms arise in your life and trials arise in your life, you're supposed to come out of those things so shiny, so strong, so much better that it gives a testimony to the glory of the king that's on the throne in your real place of citizenship in your kingdom. The same way the Olympics and they say like, oh, America has 25 gold medals and China has 45, right? Like those are bragging rights for the country. You're supposed to be out here getting gold medal after gold medal after gold medal after gold medal. And maybe one day you don't get a gold medal, but you still placed and got bronze. Like you're supposed to be placing, you're supposed to be winning in this life. And even when it looks like you're not winning, God's going to set it up for you to where you do win. But many of us, we're not even using the passport. <laughs> we're not even using the rights and privileges of our system and of our of, of our new culture. 
we're not even trying to learn. We've sort of settled that we're not supposed to win or we rely on our own human strength to try to win. And that's when you start wheeling and dealing and lying and stealing and taking from another person to set yourself up. And we got enough of that in the world. That's the way that the kingdom of darkness does business. But now you are a part of the kingdom of light. And it's time to be a passport princess. It's time to be a passport, bro. It's time to carry out kingdom business. I'm excited about it, Charmers. I'm excited about the freedom that that brings. If I can get real with you as I wrap up here, thank you for making it this far into this podcast. When I, as a Christian my entire life, I always felt like I didn't really fit in, if I'm being honest. I couldn't really sign up with like everything in church culture. I understand church culture because I grew up in it and I know how we talk and like hallelujah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with hallelujah, but like, you know, people are like, I'm blessed and highly favored in the Lord. How about you? Amen, sister. Hallelujah. You know, like I grew up in it. Okay, boo boo. So I understand. (laughs) I understand how we do. And church culture can be fun at times and I get the humor in it and whatever. But there's times when I felt like "Mm, I don't fit in here all the way because I don't subscribe to everything that you're kind of doing. And then I've also been out in the world and in the kingdom of darkness. And I've been hurt by people who have been stealers, robbers, you know, whatever. I've experienced that too. People who use you, see nothing wrong with it. Well, that's just the way human beings do. And then they come across me and like, oh, somebody with integrity and morals. Like, I can see that you like really love God. Like your heart is pure. I've had several people say like, oh, you have a pure heart. You have a pure heart. You have a pure heart. And um, Dr. Miles said something so beautiful. I was listening to him. He was like, pure, another word for pure is holy. My heart has been transformed by my kingdom. And I'm not perfect. I'm still in progress. But what people experience when they say that I'm pure is that there's a holiness about my heart. It's They can see that it's changed. They can see like, oh, this one's different. And so there's been times where I've been in the world where people can, I've been burned But people can see like, oh, no, she's different. And that's been beautiful. And we learn in the church that that's how it's supposed to be. But I haven't always signed up to everything in the church. I haven't always subscribed to a bunch of the church culture. And I've been really nervous to say that out loud, to be honest, because of judgment, because of feeling condemned, because of, um, I don't know, being called a Jezebel or being called in the wrong spirit or being rebuked. But this new revelation of kingdom is so soul satisfying because it does away with all of the stuff in Christianity that quite frankly doesn't work. We don't have to try to continue to fight, to live up to like prove ourselves to God. God came and got us. God sent his son wrapped in human flesh for us. He came so that we could have access to the kingdom again, so we could have dominion on earth again. So there's nothing you need to really do other than become a passport, bro. (laughs) Confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and accept that God raised him from the dead. Boom, you will be saved, that you get your passport. And then you have to study 
to show thyself approve a workman needing not being ashamed because he can rightly divide the word of truth. You need to know God's truth. You need to know your kingdom. You need to know the citizenship. You need to know the rules that come along with your citizenship. You need to know your rights as a citizen. You need to have your mind renewed. You need to stop thinking like the world, wheeling and dealing and trying to make a dollar out of 55 cents. Like you got to come on over to understand kingdom. And I think that that might be scary for some people because it's a level of freedom as well. And I've always understood um, that I walk in a level of freedom as a as a believer. I was going to say as a Christian, but now I'm going to say as a kingdom citizen, a kingdom of the city of light, a kingdom of in the kingdom of God. I now I understand like there is a freedom. That's why Jesus turned water into wine. And then you got some churches that are like, "Ooh, don't drink. But he turned that his first miracle was water into wine. Because when you're a kingdom citizen, like religion, where you throw it away, it's different. And so um, it just feels really good to come into this knowledge. And I'm saying it out loud. I'm saying it boldly now. And um, I hope that I don't offend you if you're a Christian. And I hope that I don't turn you off. I hope that you're open to, I hope that you feel seen. There we go. I hope that you feel seen as I do as someone who walks this earth as an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven, who can walk in freedom truly and liberties because you have liberties, liberties as a citizen with rights in the kingdom. I love you, Charmers. I can't wait to get into the P-U-S-S-Y series. Yes, I did. I just talked about the kingdom and then start talking about your vagina. I know. Look at that freedom. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's rich. It's so juicy and it's so rich to me. And I'm excited for you to have that never-ending, nagging unfulfillment within yourself finally fulfilled. And it can be fulfilled through the kingdom. I love y'all. Talk to y'all soon. Ciao.